0: Hello and welcome in to another episode of the eSports Network podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Reams, and today we're talking to Wim Starks. He's the CEO of World Gaming Network and Collegiate Star League. Wim, how are you doing today? Hi, Mitch. I'm great. Thank you. Thanks
1: for having me on. This is, uh, this is fun to, to be talking to you with uh, all about our realm and, and uh, what's happening in our, in our multiple spaces.
0: Yeah, very excited to talk to you. I mean, CEO of not just one, but two really important esports companies. We're going to be talking about the work WGN and CSL do in the esports space. We're going to talk a little bit big picture about the role of amateur esports and some sports simulation stuff, because World Gaming is partnering with multiple NHL teams. So we're going to be really diving into that world, the NHL esports world, and how it's really developing over its first two years as a as a mainstay esports. So starting big picture what are what is the relationship between World Gaming Network and CSL for people that aren't familiar with uh with your two companies
1: are these two brands um are are in the marketplace our mission uh, really in a, in a common thematic is that we are our, our goals our vision and our missions to elevate um, the importance of, of amateur esports um, in the world gaming realm—it's—it's it's really just sort of general market um, uh, uh, amateur esports or semi-pro probably is the better way to describe it. Um, and then on the collegiate side, uh, collegiate star league—that—that um, that as well, um, elevating and doing our best to elevate the importance of, of esports um, in the college uh, uh, university realm. It's and it's. Our our work extends not just uh, to participation and competitions, but also um, where we, we see uh, huge opportunities and and. Um, uh, a, a great enthusiasm for getting involved in helping schools understand how esports can can help them from a recruiting perspective, from a programming perspective, from um, uh, a number of uh, of uh, sponsor sorts of perspectives. So so it's a it's not just competitive. We find ourselves doing master classes uh, for colleges and universities all the time about you know the business of esports and helping. Schools understand uh, what their programming, what their curriculum should look like to help students who aspire to 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 have a career in esports. What 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 that looks like?
0: Definitely, it's an incredibly important role in the esports ecosystem. While some of the bigger esports have developed a little bit of their own path to pro stuff, uh, for many of the other ones, Rocket League, a big example, Street Fighter. Smash Bros, a lot of the fighting games, a lot of the sports simulation games, there aren't a ton of competitions that help people stand out from the crowd. A lot of it's just, hey, I have a really high MMR. Will you sign me? And then you do an amateur uh, sort of organization and then build up through that way. So those path to pro systems are really incredibly important for esports to continue developing. And like you say, the developers and the teams love to have uh, people they can prove they they see that they are successful in LAN and in competitive environments, not just in ranked matchmaking. So I think that's really important uh, and plays an important role uh, in supporting the entire eSports ecosystem.
1: You know, what, one of the things that, and you know, I hear this a lot and, and get get the sort of the counter uh, to all the the energy we put into amateur um, and the you know, semi-pro ecosystem is that you know esports got so big has gotten so big um without a well-formed amateur um ecosystem
0: yeah absolutely there's uh there's so much going into the amateur and collegiate scenes i'm curious what role so obviously in the traditional sports world colleges are that path to pro system naturally and with you know plenty of their own issues through the ncaa and stuff But with esports being so young, with pros a lot of times being 16, 17 years old, do you think the collegiate scene will end up being that path to pro? Or is it going to be a different way? Like at the top of this podcast, you mentioned about how you're working with curriculums for different esports programs. From my experience, that's sort of how I see collegiate esports playing out. Or have you been seeing some people come out of college at you know the ages of 20 21 22 and then going into an esports career just with the young ages of, of kids it just doesn't feel like they're uh, it's fitting into the traditional sports model Has that been your experience as well
1: we're, we're seeing obviously the you know that's the 14 to, to um, you know the 24 year olds seem to be um, the 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 better players these days um, they're the ones with the most advanced skills right but I think you could argue that depending on the game Fortnite probably fits that realm but far more so than say um, you know Call of Duty or or even uh, League of Legends uh, or Madden or FIFA for that matter so so um, so I, th- I think that that um, again a lot of lot of very youthful um, involvement here but I also think we're so so early as as you are building your skills, one of the other things that is, is going to help this space and and sort of lengthen and prolong the, the the life cycle or the or the career opportunities for players. And I'll and I'll I think I'll I'll, I'll answer this first, and I'll move to the second part of your question about the career side. Um, uh, that as as training. Uh, starts to, to get better understood how physiology, the importance of physiology, the importance of diet, the importance of of uh, hand eye uh, training, as those as those those no different than you know training as a basketball player or as a football player. Um, the the more um, uh, preparation that th- these these training regimens can provide, I think I think uh, it will prolong how uh, how a player. Not only when they start, but also um, that they'll be able to play, um, you know, well, well into their twenties, if not even their thirties. I, I still, I still think it's we're so early in this that it's tough to to make a, you know, a. A hard assessment about, or a, or a, f- a factual ass- assessment about the length of a of a career, or the or the the age of a of a a, pr- a prime sort of player in the in esports space. Um, so that's that's at least that's my view of things anyway. As it relates to the the career side, especially on on CSL, you know, we're we've done done a lot of uh, work, as I mentioned, to help schools get their heads on straight about you know the opportunities for esports. Um, uh, as a, as a, uh, not only for participation but as a, a curriculum, and it, it's really interesting. Um, we had a, we had a big call yesterday with a number of uh, different colleges on more of a, more of a kind of a brain trust uh, session, and and it's, it's completely clear that that um, the, the way that a school, a college, university gets involved in esports varies dramatically. It in some cases it's born out of um, the computer science department. In some cases, it's born out of the student life um, uh, areas. In in some cases, uh, it's it's be, it's been embraced by the athletic departments. Um, and in every one of those circumstances, it really. Um, is a different motivation for why um, esports is has come to the fore. Let, let's say it on a, on a particular college campus. None of them are wrong. Now, you know, there's no there's no wrong way to get involved in in esports.
0: What's what's really crazy about the collegiate scene is how quickly it's been changing. And you mentioned a little bit of you know colleges are really in a learning process. And from my experience, I graduated. Oh, less than three years ago, two and a half years ago now from the University of Oregon. And while I was there, nobody was doing eSports. Like we had a League of Legends club, but I was I was banging on admin doors. This was about the time University of Utah had one of the first major eSports varsity programs. And I was knocking on admin doors. I was trying to get student clubs involved. I, I was pushing this everywhere and nobody had even really known about it or heard about it. And now I'm going to uh, back to the University of Oregon in about a month to speak at three different classes that are all adding esports curriculum in. Uh, the Warsaw School of Business is having a whole esports summit. The Duck TV esports, our student TV program, now has Duck TV Sports and Duck TV Esports, uh, which is hosting a lot of the live competitions. In fact, probably some collegiate Star League competitions. They're helping broadcast that and be the broadcast partner so that they can set up their Twitch account. Uh, And I imagine that they're probably competing in collegiate Star League stuff. So it's just really insane that in just two and a half years, how much has moved on the collegiate side. Because I can't overstate, there was nothing happening when I was in school. And I was trying. I was certainly trying. Uh, And now it's really well-developed as as an esports scene. And there's still a lot of progress to be made. But it's really encouraging to see just how much change has happened in a short period of time. And a lot of that does come down to to that education you talk on and, you know, colleges learning more about the space, seeing that students are interested in it, being like, oh, we have a lot of people that want to do this. It's just about giving them the avenues and the programs for them to do it, whether it's in the athletics department or the computer science program. Uh, or in the business school, like in, like in university of Oregon, it, it comes out of all these different facets because esports is so all encompassing and something that kids really want to learn about and really want careers in right now. Yeah, it,
1: it, well, it's, it's too, you know, it's a testimony to, uh, to Mitch, to, to what you did there and, and you, you and, and thousands of other, um, students, uh, bringing the, your enthusiasm and your energy to the schools. That's really been, the the catalyst for so much of this, uh, it's you know esports is this way, it, and and it's it, this this transcends um, uh, college. That that it, 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 esports was built from the ground up. There was no um, you know corporate entity coming in to say we're gonna we're anointing uh, competitive video game play, and the rest of the world will follow. That's not how that's not how esports was built.
0: So let's switch gears a little bit and talk about, we talked a lot about college. Let's talk about the World Gaming Network and specifically some of these new partnerships with NHL teams. It's a really, uh, the the NHL esports ecosystem is one of the more interesting ones out there because it's really, it's very early stages and it's sort of team-based in a way that, so you have the NBA 2K League, which is a fairly, Fleshed Out League, you have the Madden Club Championship, you've got the FIFA EMLS. In NHL, it's the teams and are partnering with companies like World Gaming Network uh, to host their own events. So I know you've partnered with the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens to build out those NHL esports events. What does that ecosystem look like? So you are is it really just being put in the team's hands and then they get to sort of control their own esports initiatives? Because that's what it looks like from the outside uh, looking in a little
1: bit yeah yeah, happy to 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 um, give you more color on this we're we're quite close to the NHL, the, the league. Um, they've shown a lot of great uh, insight in in terms of uh, the power of eSports um, to engage uh, uh, this this more youthful audience that isn't isn't necessarily drawn to the sport or drawn to the traditional sports yet, um, so, so much of their behavior, obviously, they're playing in this, in this case, the NHL game. Um, you, you know, is is based on the their knowledge of the traditional sports. So, so, uh, and and you you might also r- remember um, as you've seen the evolution of traditional sports into esports. Madden was quite early. FIFA was too NBA two K. Those were all quite early. Um, and the and the formation of more organized play around those those sports sims also we and what what, you know was was happened much earlier we've 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 had a an enjoyed uh our our legacy of of world gaming really started with madden fifa NHL and NBA two K. We focused on the the sports Sims when we were starting, um, and uh, continued to stay quite involved with them. The, in some cases, like the NBA two K, really evolved now to a to a pro um, uh, model and a pro league. Uh, FIFA not far away from that. The EA's done some great work on the FIFA side. Madden still needs some work. It's not the not a, not a team based game that you can readily play. No you know no eleven on eleven. Uh, sort of uh, dynamics there, yet uh, continues to to build in a in a really nice way. And and you you might say that the NHL was was behind, um, uh, and 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 certainly from from an outside looking in, you would say, well, the NHL was late on this, but they really weren't. They were they were being very thoughtful and and being watching other um, sports, how they were evolving, how they were. Um, getting involved, the structures that that, that they were supporting um, and the NHL turned to us, we we've had a lot, as I mentioned, we've had a long standing um, relationship with this particular game. And, and in, in every regard, on a sort of sort of on a pro rata basis, you would say that we've we've developed more. And, and you, I think you're aware, Mitch, there's a word now to describe competitive NHL video game play. It's called Shell. Um, C-
0: C- that came from college campuses actually yeah. that's that's what all the frats were calling uh, NHL is so you want to play, play well, that's, that's where I first heard that now I love that they're adopting it as an official slogan that's the, so.
1: well and uh, I was just at NHL all star over the weekend to, to help and support the event that they had uh, going on um, and it was called the the, the Chell uh, Celebrity Challenge so um, um, Chell is, is the word that, that we use to describe the uh, uh, competitive uh, NHL video game playing, and and as I, I started to say, we've had a big hand in in b- building the community of play, competitive play ar- around this particular game. So the NHL turned to us, and we we were we were talking to a number of. This goes back now four years. We've been talking talking to the Leafs. Uh, we talked to the Flyers. We they all were seeing the advent of of um of players wanting to play the uh, play the NHL game there are some uh which which EA is now addressing the the game is a uh, can be a little quirky for competitive play it it's uh it's it only has one view um uh, some of the some of the uh um, you know the techniques you can employ to to stall or to or to um, you know, throw off your opponent aren't necessarily uh, what you'd consider to be good form or to good, good sportsmanship. Uh, those are all being addressed, and, uh, and EA is 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 investing a, a, a lot of money in taking the game to the next level for competitive play, and and that's that's a welcome thing for. For everybody involved, but 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 we've stayed involved in this in this game. We know there's there's a um, an audience there. We know there's a participation base. Um, the, the NHL loves what we're doing because we're no different than. We've described these other publishers who want a big open funnel for for players to to get involved, to come in, to 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 uh, improve their skills if they want to get better, to to play in our events and distinguish themselves. That that NHL has been very supportive of that. So. Um, it started three years ago when when our first big team activation was with the Philadelphia Flyers. We we actually did an event in Philadelphia. Um, we started again on the NHL on the on the on the World Gaming side. Our, our online tournaments platform works great for scaling uh, online qualifiers. We put the final players in the Xfinity Live in uh, in the in, right, right in the uh, venue right next to where the where the Seventy Sixers play and the 76ers and the and the Flyers play. Um, and we had a, we had our, our championship. It was broadcast on Twitch. We had a we had a number of the Flyers players come in uh, to to uh, be celebrities. Bernie Perrant was sort of the the the, the grand uh, poobah of the whole thing. He was a goaltender for uh, Flyers, um, and and we had all the local media turnout. It was really a great activation, and and so we've the NHL saw that, took note of it, saying we want to turn you loose go go to every franchise these are great opportunities for fan engagement for getting the local communities to to be involved uh, uh, for brands to to start seeing what esports is all about um, it's, it's it's been a really good uh, partnership with the NHL and then with each of the individual franchises so so thus far uh, we've we've done the we've done the flyers. We we are into our second year with the with the Maple Leafs. Uh, our Leafs Gaming League Championship um, actually is in Toronto this coming Saturday. Um, we'll have uh, uh, sixteen players playing off for a championship uh, event that night. Um, all the players will be at the Leafs game um, in one of the gondolas as as part of the prizing. So that'll be fun. Um, this year, we've done the Canadians. We are currently doing uh, an event, and an activation with the Flames. Um, we've done we've done Jets in, in the past, um, and we've we've talked to nearly all the. We've got a couple other brewing uh, one with the Canucks, one with the Blackhawks. Nothing nothing finalized there yet, but but all the teams are are seeing the 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 power that these events can have to to bring in um, uh, more youthful audiences than um and and get them involved with the game um you know almost as a, as a marketing um uh, realm the nhl loves the fact that that uh online can extend globally that uh, our events also encompass um uh, the nordic countries the uh, western europe uh germany um we've a lot of we've had a lot of players come in and, and and play in in our um in our events just given the online nature of of uh of what we do and 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 who we are they're looking obviously hockey is going to be a big thing in in uh, china uh the next olympics and they're they love the fact that china uh, obviously as a market for gamers is 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 uh is a a big game and uh, a a a big dynamic and hence the you know the notion of more online uh nhl play um, to bring in uh audiences from around the world are obviously a really important thing for Um, for the NHL so so we've enjoyed a really nice we've got a lot of support Um, as you have seen they're they're doing more to help the pro scene get activated. We've had a hand in, in helping them with those events. But, but again, true to our mission and our we we're, we're, and, and where the NHL sees our value is to build this base, build a, uh, a much bigger funnel for players. They, they see the, the video game as a, as a means by which to do it. It helps it not only helps the, the video game sales, but it also helps their traditional sport. Um, get get uh, a, a bigger affinity, a deeper affinity with with an audience that that um, may play the game but but has never never, never watched a, a, a traditional hockey game in their lives.
0: It's actually a really interesting it's answer it's a point I was going to bring up is that there's a lot of people who play NHL and don't watch hockey. and it, it happens for uh, FIFA as well. People learning these players, these teams, these ecosystems through, the video game which is i don't think that's as true for nba 2k or madden i think most of those people who play those games are basketball or football fans from the get-go but for some reason the those other two games maybe it's the fluid nature i think they're both just a lot of fun uh seem to bring in the casual fan a little bit better than those other titles do. You, you know so it's really
1: I, I was just, I was uh, just gonna say you, you probably have seen the really now well-known quote uh from and i'm not going to remember who it came from but somebody in fifa who in the fifa organization who maintains that the growth of football slash soccer um are, around the world um they they credit um the fifa video game um and ea's support of the fifa video game as as a a one of one of the catalysts for for more understanding about this, uh, this, the the game of soccer and and the FIFA organization and and uh, on a, you know on a global basis, so you know, I I I think the, the vision is, is is there the the aspiration is is there for the NHL as well that this these kinds of events that are that are they're online they're globally accessible that anybody can 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 be involved the game is is online obviously the, that 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 uh, that whole. Uh, dynamic is, is really important to, to build the presence for and the, and the involvement with the engagement with, with the, 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 the game of hockey and, and, um, and also, uh, obviously, the NHL.
0: Yeah, I certainly agree there. It'll be interesting to see how it keeps developing. Uh, if you're interested in checking out some NHL esports this weekend, Maple Leafs, uh, is the Maple Leafs Gaming League? Is that the yeah the, the, the name the, of the game? the
1: name of the event is uh, Leafs Gaming League. This is the second year, I think. We even attach attached it. Leafs Gaming League 2.0. The championships are being held mm-hmm. in downtown Toronto at the Rec Room, which is uh, right adjacent to where the Blue Jays play. Um, in uh, in uh, in the it's called the Steam Whistle area of downtown. Uh, Toronto, I believe, starting at noon on Saturday, we will go all afternoon, and we'll crown a, we'll crown the the next Leafs gaming champion um, by five o'clock that afternoon.
0: Very cool. It's a great chance to check out some NHL esports. That's all for this podcast. I was talking with World Gaming Network and Collegiate Star League CEO, Wim Stocks. Wim, thank you again for coming on this podcast. Really enjoyed that conversation. Mitch, days.
1: thanks very much for having me, uh, and keep up the great work. We, we all need uh, more support and more understanding to to be generated for, uh, for esports.
0: I appreciate it. I'm hoping my St. Louis Blues uh, hit you up soon to, to build out some more esports initiatives. For I that. had a
1: fun time in, in uh, All-Star, a great city and a great uh, event. Your city hosted it uh, uh, very well. So that was, uh, it was a fun thing to be part of.
0: That was awesome. Wish I could have been out there for it, but I, I saw all the photos. Looked like a great event. Thank you so much for listening, uh, everyone. We'll be back again soon uh, with another episode coming next Monday.